Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. This is the weekly show where we talk about all things money and finance and where we give you information to help you make the best financial decisions possible. So if you want to buy your first home, you want to be better with money, you want to learn how to invest, where to begin, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe. I'm so thrilled to have you here. So without further ado, let's get going with this week's show. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to the Conversation of Money podcast. Um, I am joined again. I've got a, a guest who was with us a few episodes back. This is episode 42 of 51. I am counting, no, 52, sorry. I am counting down towards the end of the year. And you know what? I cannot believe that it's own. it feels I've got eight episodes left. No, 42. I've got 10 episodes left, sorry. That's ridiculous because that's 10 weeks to Christmas. Like literally that's 10 weeks to the end of this year. When you think of it in that way, it's absolutely bonkers given what we've actually been through. But I've got David Bell back from the Pocket Mastermind um, podcast. David, welcome back. Hey Pete, good to see you again. How was your holiday, mate? Really good. Yeah, I've just been away for a, a month. Um, so one of the plus sides of doing all of this stuff. But yeah, you're in ten weeks to the end of the year. Sounds terrifying. No, we kind of no. missed the middle of it, right? <laughs> so. yeah, I know, right? I know, I know, I know. You, I tell you what. So what we're going to talk about today? The fact that you've just been on holiday, right, for like a month. For yeah. Many people is going to be like, oh my god, you know, I want to be in a position where I can go off for a month and just gather out around the world because you went on a bit of a trip, didn't you? Yeah, it was nice. Um, a month in Greece, various different places. And uh, yeah, just having the freedom, really. Uh, we've got some family over there. So that helps. So you can you, double, double, double whammy, right? So you, mm -hmm. A, it reduces your, your cost. And I think part of trying to create a freedom lifestyle is, is understanding lifestyle cost, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't have to be a multi, multi millionaire to go and live a good life you find ways of 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 living it that way so we get to see family and we get to reduce some of the costs and then we went off around some of the islands it was nice very nice so we're going to talk about so the last time you were on the show we spoke about escaping the nine to five and we spoke about some of the things that maybe we people need to be prepared for some things that hold people back i wanted to further the conversation in this episode around that whole entrepreneurship so escaping the nine to five to set up on your own because that freedom lifestyle that you just mentioned there it doesn't come easy often it comes at a cost and for many people they'll see oh that person's been off for a year what does he do oh he's an entrepreneur he, or he's self-employed and think mm -hmm. that's amazing right mm -hmm. but oftentimes it isn't like that. I no. know that you and I spoke before you left and you had to do a ton of stuff to be yeah. prepared in order to go and you had to do some stuff whilst you're out there. So I just wanted to compare notes really in this conversation to hopefully give people kind of like an insight into that next step after the nine to five, some of the realities and some of your experiences of setting up on your own. Yeah, definitely. Sounds great. Um, I, I think you and I have both learned a, a ton since taking this path. Um, stuff that you kind of you just don't really consider before going down the path. Oh yeah, right. Fine. Set up a set up a website. Set up a podcast. It's it's easy peasy, but <laughs> yeah. it's all the stuff that goes around it that you you need to understand. It's really, and it's not easy, particularly if you don't have a a background in marketing and accounting and, and various other elements that you really need to kind of get an understanding of. Yeah, that's that's probably been my biggest learning in the fact that 
I'm doing all the marketing materials. I'm doing all the marketing that I'm thinking about all of the content across multiple um, platforms. And then at the end of it, I still need to think about, okay, so how am I going to earn cash so I can actually pay the bill? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I think, um, you know, my, my first, my first kind of piece of advice and learning that I would take is um, if you're already, if you're currently employed, use that time wisely and start to really think about what you want to do and start to learn how you might do that. Some of the elements that you're going to need to understand, um, because once you then do make the move, you'll have a bit, a bit of a foundation. I went pretty much clean from corporate into starting up myself and Mm -hmm. hadn't really, um, hadn't really done any of the groundwork before going in. So I've done the groundwork as I've started. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate, fortunate in the position that I'm able to do that financially. Mm-hmm. Um, but my advice would be to anybody else who may not be in that position. Don't make, don't make life difficult for yourself and it'll be, it'll be more, way more stressful. And, and I think the reason why so many people fail or give up effectively is because it, they haven't allowed themselves the, the the amount of time that it really takes to to build a good found, a solid foundation and un, and and gain those skills. So that'd yeah. probably be my my first piece of advice because like you just the marketing stuff. If you don't have a a marketing background, digital marketing is a an art and a science. Yeah. And there's so much to to learn. Now you could outsource, fine, right? You could go to a digital marketing agency, but actually, the knowledge within that field. It, for example, is a commodity in in and of itself, and understanding how it works will, I, I believe, will fast track any business, particularly if you're in the kind of like solar uh, solopreneur kind of field, um, and you're not kind of setting up a large organization, for example. But I think having a good understanding in 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 some of these core areas will enable you to work. If you do want to outsource in the future, enable you to work far more closely and far more effectively with an agency for example yeah so we spoke a lot about obviously the financial side to to the ability to actually step away in the first place in the first yeah. episode so if you're listening to lit to this i'd encourage you to go and go and listen to that episode specifically as well when you kind of like left corporate stood up on your own what was the first really like crude lesson that you learned mm-hmm. <laughs> that came out of the blue uh, well, I think the first one was, I, I kind of, so I, 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 I've, like you, I've pretty much set everything up entirely on my, on my own. Um, so the first thing was, oh, you, you build a website and people turn up to it. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll think about SEO in the future. That, don't think about SEO in the future. Start to learn SEO as you build the website. And there's so much great resource out there, right? You don't even have to pay for that kind of information. There's, there's plenty of even uh, plugins like if you use WordPress, for example, plugins like Yoast have mm-hmm. loads of great content um, that you can follow and and just learn the basics. You don't need to become an SEO master, but learn some of the basics. Um, the other element, like I just touched on, I think, is the marketing. Really, you've got to find ways of how do you drive traffic because people don't fumble around the web, the internet, and just land on your page. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just doesn't work yeah. like that. <clears throat> I, and I guess. Um, those some of that was probably the first element is like <clears throat> you think build it and they'll come it doesn't doesn't work like that at all i think you've got to understand 
how to drive that traffic. If that's what I mean, the core of pretty much every business now is some kind of traffic, whether it be a podcast or or physical products or digital product, whatever your service is, whatever you're you're, you're trying to get in front of people, you need to make it easy for people. Mm-hmm. That'd be my first lesson that I I've I'm still learning, right? It's it's a, it's, a, it's definitely a, an evolving skill. It doesn't even stay still. No, uh, yeah, and that's the thing. You think that you've done something and then you see maybe just a little bit of an uptick uptick if you're lucky. Yeah. Sometimes the, the effects aren't seen straight away. No. Then there's something else that's come along and it's like, well, I've just spent time yeah. doing that. Now there's this. Should I the spend more time changed. on this? Yeah. Should I spend more time on this now or not? And I think mm-hmm. what you said in terms of the the digital marketing skill, that is a skill set in it, in it on its own. It really, really is. Yeah. And um yeah, I've looked at marketing agencies to help me build websites. I want, I'm interested to know what's been your experience on that side of things because I've often been approached by, oh, you, we could tweak your website and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And then you have a look and you're like, okay, right. So how much? Because my website is not perfect. My website, in fact, is a mess. I need to sort it out. I just don't have the time to sort it out. It takes a long time. Yeah, It takes a very, very long time. And it's like, oh, how much is it going to cost? And then you're being quoted six, seven thousand pounds for like, yeah, it's crazy. And like, it's a skill sort on its own. Have you found yeah. that? Yeah. I, I, for me, I found that at some point, probably it'll become more technical. I think where for, for most people, I think if you've got some time, this is another thing I would suggest is to, to kind of to learn what if you're still already in a in a in a in a job and you're looking to to branch out on your own use that time to understand uh web basic web building these days i mean if you use wordpress you can use page builders like elementor which is mm-hmm. very drag and drop plug and play um i'm in the process of just moving over to a, another platform over for the, through the course of the year from groove digital which is like an all in one uh, solution with a page builder, funnel builder, uh, mailer system, video uh, platform, uh, webinar platform, blog uh, platform is coming later in the year, and it's going to be an all-in-one. And I think if any anyone listening to this runs a site now and under, understands how many different services you have to have connected, whether it be you know mailer plus your WordPress plus a webinar plus whatever, and you've got to make all of these things work having something in one place was what attracted me to kind of start to make that move. Um, and so I would use that time just to kind of understand, because I think to get started, you can build a really decent looking website with your, on, on your own. And there's loads of great guides. So if you use WordPress and Elementor, there's loads of great video guides on the web that you can, you can use to yeah. help you. Um, maybe in the future, as it starts to get more technical, then use an agency. But personally... I look around and see a lot of pro built websites that aren't great. And you, I've seen people have spent a lot of money for them, right? I could have yeah. built that. <laughs> so yeah. um, don't be intimidated, have a go, because uh, I know lots of people who've been able to build decent looking websites with no prior experience. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my website is entirely WordPress. No idea what I was doing originally when I <laughs> exactly. first built it. But it's, I've got it to the point where, okay, I was happy with it at that point in time. Yeah. But I think it's really, really important to remember that even on this kind of journey, when you first start out, you, as you learn, your expectations or what you um, want to be perceived at, that image that you want to put out to yes. the world will, will change as well. So 
it is kind of like, well, it's a transformative process that will happen yeah. over a period of time. I'm just trying to sit with myself, the fact that I can't get everything done in one place. And when it, when I'm ready to get round to the website, I've got a bit more time than I'm going to do that. But I'm thinking of doing that same move that you're talking about there yeah. with, with things just to get it into, into one place. So I've been looking at everything just to make it more efficient. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been one of those things that is on my list that is still a very, very long list. It's like, <laughs> I need to get to it. <laughs> exactly. And then the other thing I'd say is that by building your first site gives you an understanding of the time it might take and the processes that go through. So when you do want to go and maybe uh, expand or, or work with an agency to, to, to develop it further, you'll have an understanding of what they're saying and whether it's value, right? Because yes. the problem is most people go, I need a website, look on the internet, oh, there's someone who can build me a website, five grand. It, you have no idea whether they, it, what you've just paid for was worth five grand or not, or 10 or 20. I know people have paid 20, 30 grand for websites. Yeah. No idea whether it's worth yeah. that. I will definitely echo that because I had a call with an agency last week and they were saying, oh, you know, we can build you this. It's a one-pager, a one-pager. Mm. 2000 pounds and i was like i know that within wordpress if i gave it a full day yeah. i could do that easy exactly. yeah easy so it's like that the just having that skill is really 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 important or not maybe not even skill but that insight into yeah. the process and the things of how it might work how it might actually be built is really really key because you know services will charge you for stuff i have a friend who's a web developer and he's like, sometimes we charge people, this is our rate, but it's like, sometimes it takes them half an hour, an hour yeah. and a half to do something. They're using, the, they're using the same tools, right? Uh, you, yeah. If you, uh, you can go onto websites and we use Chrome, you can right click, inspect, and you can see the elements once you understand mm -hmm. what you're looking at a bit. And most people are using a WordPress with a theme, an Elementor to build the build site. It. Yeah. It's not coded any of these yeah. days. No one's, no one's going to waste a whole day coding this much yeah. of a page when you can drag and drop so yeah understand that that's the, i think a lot of people want to outsource very quickly and i can understand why because like you're saying it takes up so much time time and i'm sure we'll cover more but in the early days especially if you can do it alongside another job get an understanding because you'll know whether you're going to get ripped off and you also you'll know actually actually i quite enjoy doing this maybe a day a week i do do something like this or an hour a day or a couple, whatever it is, you might actually find something you enjoy doing that's complementary to maybe the main thing you were looking to do in the first place. Yeah. Very, very true. I want to talk a little bit about um, finances when you're, when you're starting out, because we had a little bit of a, a chat yeah. about this before we press record. One of the things that I've been shockingly surprised at is when you are self-employed, and this depends completely on your, on your circumstances, by the way. But when you're self-employed, you have to account for tax, national insurance contributions, pension contributions, and the entire shebang. And believe me, guys, that is not a cheap endeavor. Mm -hmm. It is something that you really, really need to put some thought into. How have you find, found the whole managing the finance thing in your sort of business when it comes to things like tax and so on and so forth? Because... I had no idea. I've been employed for the most of my career. So I see it as a number on the paycheck when I, when I look at the paycheck. Oftentimes, yeah. I don't look at the paycheck. 
But now it's very, very real because you have to account for the fact that if you are taking X amount from the business, depending on your tax bracket, you are going to have to pay X amount in tax, national insurance contributions and pension contributions as well. So what's been your experience on in that regard? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it is a baptism of fire. When you go from an employment perspective, when you've been employed and it all just happens for you in your paycheck mm-hmm. plans every month, um, you don't don't appreciate how much organization is probably one of the key things right you've got to make sure you're on top of everything and and there's loads of software to help you with that there's free software there's paid softwares and you can you can look around for those the other thing that's worth worth every penny is a decent accountant because trying to do it yourself i guarantee you you'll probably either miss something or pay more tax than you actually have to um and i know so many people who've got bitten by that and the, and the pain of it looks painful right the accountant mm-hmm. jesus another cost but a good accountant should at least pay for its pay for themselves mm-hmm. um and i don't know any circumstances where that that isn't the case um and so yeah and and the the penalties for getting it wrong or filing late or <laughs> there's there's a million things that you you need to get you need to be good at and for me it's the most boring of all of the stuff and so for me i'm happy to outsource um in that area as much as i possibly can um because it's just not my doesn't fill me with joy <laughs> yeah i can, I, I can, yeah. There's, I can there's, there's two jobs in the world that i would never want to do accountancy <laughs> and lawyer <laughs> it's too much of uh there's no i'm i'm more of a a creative uh conceptual play type person yeah. rather than a read really boring stuff and and enter numbers into sales it doesn't yeah really enjoy. my tax return drives me mad yeah i mean i can't echo that enough i mean i've got a guy who my partner she's been running her, um, a sports club for the last four years so i'm using her accountant and um he set up a business on his own and he provides a lot of software which is completely free um, so you put in all your stuff and it kind of works it out for you. Yeah. But when it comes to things like, like your national insurance contributions and all this kind of stuff, he just sends me the number every month and he goes, you need to pay this by this date. So it, it's, it's <laughs> front and center in my face uh, in terms of, right, I'm taking this much. I need to get this much to the government as a result of that. But in the last episode, we spoke a lot about, um, being prepared from a financial point yeah. of view. I, when when you came on, I was into it, but I, and actually no, I'd only just registered the company when you came on at the time. Now, I didn't know some of this stuff at the time when we originally spoke. We were talking about the importance of you know making sure that you got cash in the bank yeah. to fund yourself for a period of time whilst you're building this. I I cannot underestimate or overstate how important that is for anybody going into a nine to five, like coming out of a nine to five into solopreneurship or entrepreneurship. It's really, really, really important for you. How much of an impact has that had on what you're doing right now? Has it been it's, well, it's allowed, at the center of everything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, without being financially prepared, I wouldn't be able to do this now. You know, there's just, there's just no way. Everything takes longer than you expect it to. Um, if you think you're going to set something up for free, think again. There's there's loads of YouTube uh, gurus out there. Yeah, start a business for nothing. 
you're not going to start a business for nothing. Mm-hmm. You you'll find this. You, I'll start a podcast. Everything costs a fortune. If you want mm-hmm. to, if you want good quality, it costs a fortune. If you want even building a, a website, yeah, you can get cheap web hosting and. But by the time you add the plugins that you need, and really you need to have better plugins rather than just all everything as free plugins on, on WordPress, and anyone understands that will know what I mean. Um, there's always going to be costs that you need to add to to build the business, right? Mm-hmm. Education, you if you in any other walk of life, you can't just imagine you're going to be able to do something without gaining knowledge. So you're mm-hmm. going to have to pay for some education, whether it be books or courses or coaching or something you're gonna it's gonna cost you money and it it's money that's well spent because the 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 i I believe that the kind of more you can spend up front the faster you'll move forwards right so you've got to be prepared to what what's the where's my skill gap now what do i need to achieve how am I going to achieve that? And and don't just go buying any old course because there's a lot of charlatans out there. Mm-hmm. Do your research, but understand what knowledge you need to gain and gain that quickly. Don't just try and figure it out. I would say that one of my other learnings from this was I tried to figure a lot more stuff out in the early few months where I could have just paid to get the knowledge concisely and quickly. Mm-hmm. That would have been a lot easier. I could afford to do that and I would suggest that anybody looking to to do this builds up a bit of a fund uh one to cover their fixed costs because don't forget if you've got rent mortgages everything else is going to need to still be covered for x number of months and i think you need a minimum of six ideally probably 12 to Mm -hmm. have a safety net if you can um now that sounds scary but get your costs down you don't need a lot of stuff bring you know a lot of the stuff you're paying out now with subscriptions and all stuff kill it it's uh, it might seem painful now, but if you haven't got a Netflix subscription, then you can spend more time working on your your side hustle or whatever it yeah. is you're doing at the time. Use the time more effectively, and it'll pay you pay you back. You can have Netflix in the future, um, and then you you need kind of a budget for anything else, setting up equipment and that kind of stuff. And then I would suggest having a budget to educate yourself, whether that be courses and books. Books are cheap, right? And that's a great starting place. Find people that do what you want to do and read books on it. Most of the people who've been successful have written written their journey down and you can buy it for £10, $15, whatever. Right? It's not very expensive to buy books. Yeah. On, that, on the financial side of things there, you mentioned something that I think is really, really, really important in terms of making sure that you've got money set aside. That is absolutely crucial but also budgeting for things like, you know, the courses and so on and so forth. For me, even in, even now, one thing that I've certainly learned is the utilization of time is critical. Now more than ever, I'm way busier than I ever used to be working for any, anybody else because there's so much to do. Yes. So much to do now, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, no, it does, mate. It does. Absolutely, it does. And like, there's so much to do. And whilst I spend more time, it's seven days a week, pretty much. I'm down here in the office, probably at like nine, eight o'clock most mornings. Then I'm finishing at like 11, 12 o'clock, right? Whilst I'm spending that's all that P- time. That's PM, by the way. Not- PM, yeah, <laughs> PM. <laughs> Not noon, I wish. Put it in, put it in a three-hour shift. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. 
But whilst that's happening, whilst there's that utilization of time, it is draining in its own because you feel absolutely knackered and yeah. it always feels as though you've not got through your to-do list, right? But there is still that satisfaction that you're building something on your own. So I wanted to ask on the core side of things, basically, because you're right, there are a load of charlatans out there yeah. who will just take your money. For people who are thinking about doing this, what's your preference? Is it course, books? What I would start with books. I would absolutely start with books because books are cheap and they're full of great knowledge. What, Where I think um, books have their shortfall for, for lots of people is being able to take that theory and apply it. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're looking for coaching, look for some coaching that will actually help you apply that, whether it be good exercises, because um, they don't have to be like interactive, right? It can be it still be uh, a video-based or activity-based, but something, look for courses that deliver, that allow you to apply the knowledge that you have now learned because... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> knowledge is just information unless you're able to apply it and i've read yeah. in books and it's great to, you know there's lots of you could be ty lopez and i read a book a day brilliant but if you're mm -hmm. not actually applying that information what what was the point yeah you know they yeah. called it, it was a guy i spoke to a while ago just called it mental masturbation you're just <laughs> pleasing yourself you're like yeah, great i've read loads of i've books. read a book like, yeah 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 and i've I, you know i fell into that trap for a bit i guess i was just reading the book after book after book and then you stop and go actually there's some core fundamentals here that repeat themselves let's start to actually start to apply the the core fundamentals and most books are regurgitation of something that was written years ago anyway yeah so i'd absolutely start with books get an understanding of what do you want to do what are the skill sets that you want to develop and find books on that on on those topics and study the books don't you i my preference is to go through a book once whether it be an audio book is quite a good way of doing that you go through it the first time and then get the physical book and more and then study it and, mm -hmm. and, and start to apply it on a slower basis and you can do a couple of books at a time right if you've got a couple of different things different topics different subjects that you're you're working on i like uh marketing for example you could do that if there's something else that's more around personal development and goal setting you can you can do those concurrently you don't have to do them set um, mm -hmm. separately so I'd advise books and then look for courses um, and do your research and, and look for what do these people know? What's the, what's their background? Um, what have they, what have they been able to, what, what's that knowledge? What's their achievement? And, and in lots of cases, you know, there's uh, big names that have good programs out there, right? Yeah. Just be aware that quite a lot of the time that everything has a, a step up. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> You're going to yep. get resold at some point, but that's yep. fine, right? Everyone else is in business, and as long as they're delivering uh, results, then I, I don't have a problem with that. And in this equation, where do you feel um, business coaches come in? So it depends on what you're trying to achieve, I think. Um, I would start with most people, I think, benefit first with um, life coaching of some description, right? I think understanding what do you want to get out of life? What's your, what's your life vision? You know, I think you use this process as well, right? Mm -hmm. Vision boarding and trying to get a picture in your mind of what does your, your life look like? Where are you in relation to that now? And then a plan to start to fill that 
gap. Now, within that gap might be start my own business, right? Mm-hmm. Because what you want is the the freedom to go to Greece for a month or yep. you want to have an impact that you otherwise couldn't do within a, a corporate role, for example. Or maybe you want to just be more, you want to do something that's more creative or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then once you identify what you want to do, then I would suggest you probably want to find somebody who has been down that path or someone who coaches uh, you to, ha- to, 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 to make that a reality, right? So I feel like it, it, in my mind, uh, overall, you have the kind of like life coach, which is who are you, mm-hmm. what do you want to achieve? How are you going to achieve it? And then I think you have, if you want to start a business, then business coaching kind of fits in, is complementary to that rather than supplementary. Yeah. I mean, with business coaches, I mean, I've, I've definitely met a few in my time. I've had a conversation with a few in my time. And it's like, it's always difficult to gauge. Well, for me, it has been difficult to gauge at least whether they'll actually deliver anything to my process. I think for me, I would need absolute confidence in the fact of, yeah, this person blew me away. Definitely yeah. will take me on a journey. I've met way too many that have just been like, they've not even really asked what it is that I do. <laughs> like, What's the business about? Like, simple, <laughs> simple question. Yeah. Not even... It's just straight into, this is what I do. And I'm like, okay, well, how do you know that you're going to be able to help me? Exactly. Get from where I want to be to where I, where, where I am right now to where I actually want to be. And like, I, I spent years in sales. But the first thing is, you need to understand stand the person that's sat in front of you 100%. and take an interest in what they're doing. Like, they don't care about what you do. But right. It's evident what you do because they, they asked you for a meeting. Yeah, but it's exactly. like simple <laughs> things like that that I'm just like, okay, so finding a really really good one a really really good one i think people you you need to take some time into again doing that research that you suggested earlier david yeah and i think the the you become clearer over what you want to achieve as you start to work through it don't you know when i say think figure out what you want to do what you don't get too set on having to know exactly what you want to achieve because I think that's what stops a lot of people. They go, I just don't know. I don't know what to, I want, I want, yeah. what I want to do. Start with a broad goal. Lots of people that I want to help other people. I think that's what we, we have that built in with us, right? Yeah. And how you do that then becomes the thing you, you start to, to, to focus in on, um, you know, for, and I think think outside the box because I think a lot of people think helping people means some kind of coaching. I mean, it's not necessarily right. You can create a product that helps lots of people. Bill Gates has helped lots of people. Steve Jobs helped lots of people. Right? The technology that they created democratized uh, in business and industry. It meant that small people could individuals could have a computer, which meant that they could operate and compete with large organizations. Which you know at that point in the late seventies computers were the size of an entire room and yeah. only big corporations could have possibly afford to have them. And everyone else is, you know, working off paper. How could you possibly compete in that? Compete, way? Yeah. So think about helping people as in providing a product or service and focusing on solving a need. Cause everyone, you, you come across stuff all the time. Uh, how many times probably a day or a week do you come across something and go, Oh, I wish someone would do something about that. I wish someone would make be the person, right? Yeah. Um, find find solutions for stuff. If the, if things don't exist, maybe that and you've got an interest, maybe you could be the person to 
to fill that. But yeah, get, I think build the life vision of what you want your life to look like and then start to put in the pieces of the puzzle. And then I think, you know, everybody has coaches of different levels. You see like top CEOs, founders, yeah, they pay huge sums some, of money, yeah. huge sums of money, millions of dollars a year. Some of these guys to still have coaching on on various elements because there's a reason it doesn't. You know, you can't come up with all the answers on your own. Yeah, I think that's really really important for anyone looking to do this. Um, I, certainly, from my experience, I think it's you have to understand that things will evolve and change, and you shouldn't fight that evolution of change in whatever it is that you're doing. Because I'm I'm the kind of person that I do I need to know the detail. I need to have a good blueprint of mm-hmm. what I'm doing. But what I have learned is that things just change. Things change based on interactions that you have, how people perceive you as well. And I think sometimes, a lot of the time, we think people perceive us in a certain way, but that's actually very very different. And yeah. often that the perception that people have of you is sometimes the starting point that you need to start from whereas for me i'm like well i i see myself as this but when i interact with people they're like i don't know well i see you you as this and it's like i would expect you to offer me this and it's like well that's not at all (laughs) what i thought (laughs) you know i would need to offer so you, you have to be comfortable with the fact that things will change things will evolve and you have to be willing to take that evolution on board as well during your journey because that's just the natural progression of things yeah build if you can start to build a a guiding kind of a north star of what your purpose is you know napoleon hill called it the you know uh definiteness of purpose and and major chief aim and and different different language for it but come try and think about the outcome of what you want to achieve and you it will start to form and it will become clearer and clearer over time particularly as you start to work towards something. Right? Mm-hmm. I think the important thing is to start to work towards something. And then once you start to refine what that, that, that thing is, then the plan will start to form and the plan will always change, right? Don't, the, the plan is able to change. But as long as you say, once you start to get an understanding of where you want to go, you can say, does this get me closer or does it move me further away? And I think that's an important part just just trying to set up a business to make money is is a fool's errand. I think you'll go around in circles. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. There has to be some sort of core purpose ultimately. And that's the guiding light. Out of any kind of like final thoughts that you think that are really, really important for, for people? Um, I think more of a recap really, I think is the more preparation you can do before taking, making the move, the better. Um, accelerate that as much as you can by cutting down fixed costs um learning as much as you can while you're getting paid would be great because hey you can use your salary to to buy books buy education that kind of thing and then you have less to account for um when you do go on your own uh things will always take longer than you expect the days disappear you think all right great i've got this planned in i'm going to do x y z for some reason that whatever you're trying to do doesn't work and and you've probably had this a million times i'm just going to do it the software stops working for some reason or Mm -hmm. my your password no longer works locks you out and i I had this with a a microsoft (laughs) ads account the other it took me a whole day to get get into microsoft ads it's ridiculous um and so you lose an entire day trying to fix problems stuff will happen you have to accept that 
um, plan as much as possible. Get into a habit of um, planning your month and your week and tracking against that. It won't always go to that plan. It probably quite often won't go to that plan. But if you don't have one at all, would you, if, in you the wake, if you wake up in the morning and say, right, what am I going to do today? Stop. The first thing you're going to do is build some kind of plan for the rest of the week and then mm -hmm. start to get into a habit of, of doing that. Um, and just learn as much. Don't be afraid of investing in, in knowledge and skill because it will pay itself back. I think the, it's a big mindset thing around spending money. You see it as spending money. You've got to see it as investing. That will pay itself back. If you live in fear of spending it now, that's a scarcity mindset that says you're, you don't believe that you are going to develop the skill to earn money. Like if you spend that hundred dollars, thousand dollars, whatever it is now, do it in the knowledge that that's going to give you the ability to pay it back many, many, many times over. Yeah. I think that last point is very, very important, particularly when you start looking at, you know, everything we discussed here, courses, business coaches, you know, infrastructure, tech that you're going to need. Yeah. I mean, even I, I look at some of the cost of things and I'm like, okay, before I do this, because the way my mind works, I'm like, okay, do I definitely want to commit? So I then start researching, like, what is it going to do? Yes. Exactly what is it going to deliver? And I think you have to go through that thought process, but you have to be comfortable with, for example, the groove um, thing that you put me onto, it's $1,300. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm going to spend this money in it. I know that for me on the website type thing, it's going to help me measurably on the, on the, on the website thing. Yes. And it's also going to help me with the funnels that I currently don't have that I know that I absolutely need, but it's like building one, no idea. <laughs> How to build one. So it's like... And yeah, that's that's the thing, but it's kind of look and weigh things up. Is that what I would suggest is is don't just look at cost, look at value. What's it going to give you? And and do that for yourself because whatever people are selling, they'll tell you what it's worth. That's that's the that's the framing of of the psychology of sales. Mm -hmm. uh, do your own your own research and your own thought on what will it deliver for you, um, and think in terms of if. I get this skill and I'm able to do what is the, the return. Now it might be delayed. It might take you six months or 12 months to get the return on that thing. But if it's good and you've now developed a skill that you can monetize, hell, it's going to pay itself back Absolutely. a lot more than not having that skill. Absolutely. And there is one other thing that I do want to finish on. And, and David's mentioned this a couple of times. And this is kind of a takeaway from the very first episode. So again, if you've not listened to the first episode with David, go and listen to that. But he's mentioned it maybe two or three times in this conversation. If you're looking to go on this journey, especially if you're in a nine to five already, cutting down fixed costs is absolutely crucial. I'm sure David has had to do it. Yeah. I've had to do it. And I've had to do it where I've had to spend a big amount of money as an initial outlay to achieve that reduction in outgoings and it's crucial because the last thing you want is to leave your nine to five and still have a massive financial burden of bringing in two thousand pounds per month that's going to put you under undue pressure it's going to stress you out and it will be a cause for you to be like i can't do this anymore because you're not making money quick enough and I've, i'm i'm a firm believer in the idea of you never chase the money ever when I was self-employed mm -hmm. as a financial advisor, never chase the money. I always focus on doing the right thing for the client because that essentially builds trust. 
it builds reputation and that's what you need long term and i go along the same philosophy right now in doing what i do you know working with people working with 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 brands reputation is more than anything in anything over and above money so the reduction of your of your outgoings is absolutely critical it's something you definitely need to pay attention to spend some time to pay attention to it it will give you peace of mind it will give you an, an element of the feeling of freedom and choice but ultimately it's a burden that you don't want to have on your plate if you're serious about taking this route i don't know whether you would agree with that david 100 and I think if you can cut them, it, not only will it allow give you the the freedom to do uh, another passion or something that you you really feel fulfilled. Once you cut your expenses down, you realise how much you can cut them down. It becomes very freeing. And mm-hmm. then think of the choice that it then gives you. Do you want to live where you want to live? Do you want to be able to travel around and be remote? Well, the more you can cut your costs down the more you can move around you know you can go and live in bali for thousand dollars a month yeah it's a hell of a lot cheaper than living here right so if you can Mm -hmm. create a business that means it's your your uh location agnostic you can go anywhere move around right it's great absolutely and guys if you take anything from this episode only just one thing please take that away because i think this is the foundation that you need to build everything upon um and your foundations really, really, really do need to be strong. I mean, in my personal circumstance, I shared it on YouTube. I, I've gone from having car debt to credit card debt to having no debt at all. I know that the only thing that I need to make sure that I cover is the mortgage, the gas, the electric, the basic stuff. Yes, we've still got Sky because our Sky package isn't that, that expensive, but we've got rid of majority of the things that we do not need and we've cut down liabilities to literally zero and you need to be in a similar position to really give yourself the peace of mind if we need to cut sky we can cut sky if we need to um cancel netflix or spotify we will do that at the moment we don't need to um but my position of having to earn in the region of two thousand pounds a month now to only having to earn bringing seven, 800 pounds is a huge reduction. And that's 1200 quid pressure that I no longer have. So if you take anything from this, please take that and make sure you spend some time to focus on how you do that because those foundations are absolutely crucial. But guys, this has been another episode of the podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. This is a continuation from the previous episode. So again, if you've not listened to it, please go back and listen. I will leave a link to that um, episode in the show notes as well. But yes, we're fast approaching the end of the year. So there's lots of exciting stuff happening in 2021. I can't even believe I'm saying 2021. (laughs) (laughs) It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. We skipped 2020, that's why. I know, right? It feels like we have. But Mm. there's going to be huge changes to the podcast. I'm going to be moving to a season, not a weekly. Um, Weekly has been a massive undertaking, a huge undertaking. So by moving to a uh, a season, We'll have four seasons in 2021, so it'll be one a quarter. There'll be probably be about 10 episodes in each of them, um, but they will be themed. 
um, and yeah, it will deliver you a lot more um, value and it will deliver very pointed content with pointed takeaways as well. So I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, guys, you guys are great with um, interacting with me on IG. So if you have any questions on that or any suggestions of what you'd like to hear on the podcast next year, please do let me know. Your feedback is is very, very important in this process as I start to build it out. But I appreciate you being here. And thank you so much for David for joining us as well. Pleasure. Cool. Catch you guys next week. Have a great week.